This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. If you haven't got your copy yet, go to Amazon or Audible. If you've got your copy, do me a favor. Please go back and write a five-star review. Or if you really enjoyed the book, if you really enjoyed the book, do me a favor. Take a picture of it. Take a picture of you. Tag me on Instagram, one rental at a time. Let's see how many people tag me today. Uh, what is today? Saturday the 20th, I think. Let's see how many people tag me today. If you like the book, do me that favor. But hey, something I want to talk about, as I mentioned on the Daily Financial News Show, yes, something I do seven days a week at 7.30. We just have a discussion about what is going on. I shared with you that I'm reading more and more about the 1920s, sometimes called the Roaring Twenties, which also allows me to read about the real estate or the Great Depression. Something I've just done is I've just kind of uncovered something that I think is important. There's a lot of YouTube entertainers today that talked about a real estate crash in 2020. I'm on record as saying as they were wrong. More have talked about a real estate crash in 2021. I'm on record saying they are wrong. Not that it can't happen. It's just that it can't happen this year, just given how long it takes foreclosures and short sales and all of those things. However, something I have uncovered in the last 48 hours that kind of jumped out at me is there's actually some very large similarities between the Great Depression and what you and I probably know of as the Great Recession, really for us it was a real estate depression, that I at least haven't heard anyone else talk about. I think we should talk about it here because when we understand it, it is something we could look at and ask, are the dominoes set up today? And if they're not, we can watch and look out for in the future. So first off, why is the Great Depression and what is called the Great Recession important for you and I to talk about with real estate? Well, while we have had some local areas of real estate collapse, think Southern California, think Texas, think um, you know the, the SNL crisis, we've really only had two national real estate collapses in the last 100 years or so of greater than 20%, again, nationally speaking. Hopefully you know by now that all real estate is local, and if you're doing real estate investing, it's really hyper-local. But let's talk nationally. There are so many people on YouTube and bigger pockets calling for a crash. So let's talk about first the similarities between the Great Depression and the Great Recession that kind of hit me like a ton of bricks because, again, I've been investing for 20 years. I saw the real estate recession coming. I didn't think it would be that bad, but we got out of the way. We survived and thrived in the aftermath as we write in that book. But here's the deal. I don't know if you know this, and I didn't, I didn't tie two and two together until the last 48 hours. 
The biggest similarity between the Great Depression and the Great Recession with real estate was actually lending. And I have to tell you what I mean by lending, not the toxic lending that gets the blame for the Great Recession. It was actually the duration of the fixed period or what is sometimes called the balloon. I don't know if you knew this, but in the Great Depression in the 1930s, the average home loan was a five-year with a balloon. Not the 30-year fixed that you and I know today or the 15-year fixed. It was the, at the longest duration you could get, at least for most people, perhaps the uber 1% could always get the exception, was a five-year with a balloon. So if you take out a loan, you know, for an 8K house and your payment's $27, but you lose your job somewhere in there, your balloon period could cause you to lose it because you can't refi that term. And when those terms come due in the, in the Great Depression, banks went insolvent, banks collapsed, bank runs, and the dominoes fell. Well, it was kind of similar in the Great Recession. What was the Great Recession lending environment like? They were doing these two-year teaser rates. Everybody was like, don't worry about it. Sure, it resets to 8%, but you're only paying 1.9 for the first two years. Just refi. I heard it all the time. So what happened in the Great Recession? Well, the two-year teaser rate, or sometimes six-month teaser rate, just shocking, would disappear, and then you couldn't refi. Then the value got hit. So what really caused the Great Depression to cascade, at least in the real estate environment, and in the Great Recession, was the fact that the debt structure behind the asset of single-family homes had terms that were not 30 years, and they certainly were not fixed. Right. The, the, if they're 30 years and they're fixed, nothing in a single family loans lets the bank takes it back as long as you're making the payment. But if the term resets, if you're forced to refi and you can't because of your current environment, bad things can happen. So let's talk about today. What are we seeing today? Well, depending on what you read, somewhere between 98 and 99 percent of the mortgages done in the last year have either been 30 or 15 year fixed. There are some people doing five and seven year arms, adjustable rate mortgage, that's what an arm is. But the majority, majority of folks have learned our lesson, banks have learned their lesson in people doing fixed rate, 30 year, 15 year residential loans, most choosing 30 year. So we don't have the dominoes set up for those periods every month for new properties to come on because the owners are in trouble. That is a huge difference than the Great Recession or the Great Depression. Another similarity between the Great Depression and the Great Recession is how banks acted. Now, the Great Depression, it probably doesn't go with any any surprise. There wasn't FDIC. There wasn't regulations. The idea of working with borrowers, I'm sure it happened, but it didn't happen in any, any great kind of coordinated effort. 
in the Great Recession, banks were outright nasty. Banks aren't your friends. Banks said, we can't deal with you. We can't talk short sale. We can't talk foreclosure until you're 90 days late. And in the Great Recession, once you went 90 days late, your chance of losing your property were in excess of 90%. Very few people caught up. Very few people had loan workouts. What is different today? Banks are bending over backwards. People like to talk about 3 million people in forbearance or whatever their number is. More than half of those people are going to get what's called a loan workout or a loan modification. They'll stick it on as a second or something. Yes, yes, yes. Some people will not have jobs, won't qualify, and will lose their house. Yes, yes, yes. But it won't be anywhere near 3 million. It just won't. So, again... There are some great similarities between the Great Depression and Great Recession that are just not happening today. The other thing that was similar is supply just kept coming while demand retreated. I don't know, obviously, about the Great Depression, but reading what I've read from articles, actually in Microfish, I guess, um, buyers disappeared. What are buyers doing today? They haven't, they're, they're out because again, what did this last year teach us? Space is good. My home or my residence is my school for my kids. It is my gym. It is my entertainment. It is my happy place. I need a yard for the dog. I need a car for my, or a garage for my car, my office, whatever. The man, the demand picture today probably hasn't been so strong for single family homes in quite a while. Maybe since uh, the, the, the war was over and, and soldiers were coming home in the GI Bill and things of that nature. It is really strong for single-family homes. And the millennials are buying. Again, it's a very different picture. So for those of you calling for a crash, a national crash, I would ask you, do you see any similarities between the Great Depression and the Great Recession? Because I don't see any. Now, we can have and always will have local issues. I'm still shocked by Las Vegas. If you go back and look at my videos from a year ago, I'm like, ooh, Las Vegas, that might hurt. But as you heard from my interview two weeks ago, you know, Brian Lebo, been in Vegas for 20 years, not calling for a crash and think this will be a great year. I have no explanation. I don't get it. But that just goes to show you what's going on with stimulus and banks and all of that. So again, could, could real estate slow down? Sure. Yeah, we may not see 15% appreciation. If we saw 7% appreciation in 2021, would you call that a crash? I wouldn't. I'd call that a pretty good year. If real estate slowed down to 5%, would you call that a real estate crash? Nope, not me. And again, I'm talking national numbers here. So again, I think, there's, um, I think there's always lessons in history. They'll be different today, but they'll probably be similar. There are keys or themes in history if you take time to look. The people that are just looking at prices today and maybe even saying, hey, interest rates are rising, prices are going to fall. That's not how it works. Most markets, I shouldn't say most, many markets have less than one month supply. 
if you're not counting months of if you're not counting inventory available inventory in months you have a seller's market if you're down to weeks and days i don't care if interest rates go up a full point that will not be high enough to kick all the sellers out it's just not going to happen guys i mean i don't know what i don't know what these people are smoking and then the last little subtle thing that i want you to play with I actually don't think anybody's talking about this, and I'm going to do some more research on it, may talk about it in a week or so. But one of the things I have known for the last 20 years, and interest rates have been generally falling. And what that meant was the first-time buyers of five or 10 years ago became move-up buyers. So they bought an entry-level home for 150 They got a mortgage at 8%. Five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years later, they want to go buy a house for 250 Part of the reason they're able to do that is because their 150 house appreciated. But what people don't realize is what was an 8% mortgage on a 150 house is now a 6.5% mortgage on a 250 house. So people were removing equity and lowering rates many times, not even raising payment. That is called the property ladder. That could change. I believe we've hit the bottom in rates and they are going to slowly trend up for four years. So let me ask you this. If you now are a homeowner with a 150 house at 2%, are you in a big hurry to go become a owner of a 250 house at 4%? We could see real estate transactions slow down. We could see real estate really slow down because people are not building intro level homes. They're building high end homes for the move up buyers. But if rates go up, I'm going to guess mom and dad who bought, you know, in 2020 or 2019 and have a 2% mortgage, they're not going to be happy about going to get a 250 house, another hundred grand and paying 4%. They cannot take their mortgage rate from the 150 house to the 250 house. Think about that. That's a double whammy. That's more in price and more in interest rate. Ouch. I'm guessing more and more people are going to stay put. Think about how that is going to impact real estate. Interesting. So in the end, if you're thinking about real estate investing, go ahead and look at one rental at a time. I think single family homes are the best investment. Get 30-year money. Don't fall for this teaser rates or arms. Go lock it in. If rates are going up for the next four years, the cheaper, the better. I think we also have inflation. Look at lumber. Look at commodities. Look at all of these things. What is a house? It's a collection of commodities. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to buying 10 to 15 more single family homes in the next 12 to 15 months, just as rentals. Again, below the median, cash flow, 20, 25, 30% down. Takes a lot of work. Takes a lot of work. But you can do it. Let's have some fun. Let me know what you think. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.